good. Brief. Geller. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the fourth episode of the podcast. I'm your host, SBJ. With me today is Micah. Hi. Hello. Hello. And Irene. I am here. Here and alive. I am here today. Pajamas all day, Pokemon all day. That is absolutely true. Same. <laughs> Big same. I kind of, I put sweatpants on. That's kind of it. Diff- moving is on. It? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's basically pajamas, let's be honest. We will give you our spoiler warning before we proceed. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, welcome. Uh, we will be talking about our thoughts and feelings through Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. This episode will be all the way up to the gym battle, let's say, five. So we're going to do two gym battles here. We left our last episode with uh, Nessa and Kabu, and this episode will be the fourth gym and the fifth gym, and the little sprinkles in between. So if you have not gotten those badges, uh, pause this episode, do that, and then come back and listen. Final time, I will say this before we get into the episode. If you have not already, I am doing a giveaway for a Nintendo Switch Lite, which you can find in the podcast show notes. Completely free to sign up. It ends on Wednesday, November 20th, uh, 2019. So if you're listening after, if you're listening on November 21st, 2019, you missed it. It ended. Bummer. Gone. Zero. Zip. Out of here. All right, let's start off things with, we ended the last episode with Kabu saying goodbye to us, and another area of the wild area opened up. Correct. Something we couldn't really access before, and on the other side of that bridge was more of the same. (laughs) Well, yeah. More wild area, more zones that spawn Pokemon based on weather. True. Big water. Uh, more big grass. Water. <laughs> big water, red lights. Um, and that was Gallers in the pocket of big water. Big water really is striking hard here. I don't think anything too notable uh, for the wild area. Again, we're gonna kind of save our thoughts. Uh, I've done a bunch of raids. Irene did a, did a couple. I don't know where Mike is with raids, but we'll we'll circle back when we. I've done almost zero. Okay, this is why we have not talked about the wild area yet. <laughs> I've done a whole. Two. Two, yes. <laughs> I think the only notable thing that happens in this section of the wild area is Bead and Hop decide to fight each other. Oh, yeah. That was, like the first thing they did. Like, yes. Like, I, it's been so long. Bead calls Hop a Wally, which <laughs> in Pokemon history is kind of funny, but also I feel like it's probably slang. There's, there's a, quite a bit of slang in the games. I didn't realize... We haven't really spent a lot of time talking about Pokemon. Um, there is a Pokemon early on called Nickit, which is a dark fox Pokemon. And to nick something in British slang is to, to steal. steal. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Also, oh. uh, its tail is black because it uses it to wipe away its footprints. Oh, because its tail kind of looks like a little mop. Yeah, it mops up its own footprints to clean up the scene of the crime. And As then it makes off with whatever it stole. And then I think Thievel is pretty <laughs> obvious pretty, name-wise. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> it looks like Joker from Persona. Yeah, it has the little mustache too and the little boots and stuff. It's 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 cool. 
then we end up in Hammer, Hammer Forge, Hammer Town. Well, real Hammer, quick, Hammer Pants. Uh, I Hammer Time. I love how you were like, Hammer this time. is there is a thing with uh Bead and Hop. Okay, next. Oh, I'm sorry. Need to I, dwell I, on I, it. I got so excited about Weevil. Yeah, we don't need um, to dwell, dwell on it too long. But that's the po- that's I think the turning like kind of a like interesting story point for Hop because he he loses to Bead. Yes. And then Bead shows up and says, "I, I, I beat your friends, but and, he didn't uh, stand a chance." We we get a little slightly different hop going forward. Yeah, hammer hammer point hammerhead hammerlock hammerlock <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the next big city we end to, and we find out that while there is a gym there, it is the last gym we will be doing. We saving the dragons for last. And it's a Pokemon game. That do, is unusual. We we do uh, meet the gym leader, and we see some uh, like the Dragon Vault or whatever, where there was some lore uh, in the city. So they kind of progressed the whole um, sword and shield theme, and uh, slowly unraveling the Zamazenta Zashian theme going through, uh, which we don't have to. We don't have to talk about too much because there's going to be some more story stuff coming after this gym fight that kind of circles back to uh your meeting with Sonia about the I don't know where the where tapestries. the climax is going to hit with oh, sure. Zamazenta and Zashian this town's real cool though it has a real good clothing store very medieval feeling it yeah it's very very big it's a big castle town with a dragon <laughs> gym I feel like that was pretty on, on nail on the head Chairman Rose is here, and he kind of sets up a future area that I think we're going to visit. Uh, he mentions that this town is the town that provides power to the entire region, and there's a power plant underground that absorbs light and turns it into power and functions everything, and possibly may or may not have something to do, which ultimately means may, uh, with, with Dynamax. Power plant, a Pokemon game? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. You think they just copied and pasted the one they didn't technically use in X and Y? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I think we all did. A very barren, empty power plant in that game. But hey, you could grind some rails. So <laughs> yeah, you That's could. Tr- neat. You could grind some sick rails in that game. Uh, so that takes us to a deserty area in the game. Moving through because we have to continue to the next. Uh, Jim, and we get greeted by Team Yell, who uh, are yelling at people for being too loud, and they don't want to wake up a new Pokemon <laughs> called Silly Cobra. Silicobra? Silicobra? I think because it's supposed to be like silicone. Oh, S L I S L I S I L I. Yeah. Yeah. Cobra. Which is just the look. Masuda at one point came to America. He sat down. He had dinner at the Rainforest Cafe. He saw the giant cobra above the entrance and was like, "We need a Pokemon like that." Because <laughs> that's all. That's all it is. It's got like a. I don't fully. I got. I. I have to look at it. I guess a little bit more in detail. But it just. There's got to be something more to it, right? Like you can't just just be a snake. <laughs> Uh, are, we already have one of those. Can I case in point the other just snakes? <laughs> There's got to be something to it, right? 
Yes, maybe. Uh, maybe. maybe not. I don't think this is the first time uh, we met Opal, but Opal uh, shows up after the fight with Team Yell and comments on it and thanks us for watching. I, we She might have done this once or twice before, but uh, at this point, Irene, did you have any thoughts on Opal? She's definitely, looks-wise, the most interesting gym leader I feel like we've had. Well, okay, because it's in Europe... I felt like I was kind of just waiting for that like old lady that is like, oh, let's have tea and do this and this and this because like, of course, that's just what's going to happen. But after she um, came and said that uh, I can't wait to see what you're like with full potential because that was when we bought bead and yes, we like it was we saw team yell and then we beat bead and then. Hop had his whole thing where he was like, I need to go on a journey to find myself. I'll see you later. And then he left. But right after that conversation, when she walked away, I went and I realized that I hadn't actually read anybody's cards that Mm. that I was collecting. That Yeah. And so I went through and I read everyone's card and Opal won in that in that conversation. She had mentioned questions and answers and stuff. Um, but when I looked at her card, it had said something like she these questions may seem tricky, but uh, she uses them to kind of um, judge a trainer when they're in uh, a moment of stress, like what they do at the last second when they're under pressure. I made note of that because I was like, well, probably her her gym has to do something with trivia or questions or something. That's something I was keeping in mind before we went through, was it Route 5, Route 6? E, the desert route? Yeah. I think that was 5? Five, 5. 5. Yeah. 5. five. Because 7 yeah. is opposite of Hammer Point. And, and 6 was? To her. Yeah. To her gym. It's funny that you brought up the cards because I, I didn't realize you could flip them until I was uh, trading cards with some other people and I was flipping them to see how many Pokemon they caught or what their score was in the bike race thing that you can do in the wild area. And uh, I, <laughs> game's been, you know, game was announced in what, February, March. And a lot of these characters have been shown for quite a while. And there was a huge, uh, people still think Bead uh, was a girl. And, uh, if you just flip his trainer card over, <laughs> yeah, really, really answers that very quickly if there was any confusion. Um, and I think some people maybe think Bede is like a made-up name, uh, but it's not. Uh, Robert in Slack actually linked an, our, a Wikipedia article to how there was a very old philosopher in the, the European area named Bede. It's spelled exactly the same way and pronounced how we're saying it here in the show, Bede. Uh, I don't know what the philosophy was <laughs> but if you're in slack if you're in our slack community at win patreon there's i mean you could just wikipedia b-e-d-e and it'll come up so uh, is it is it the hair is it the is it the the jacket like so, what's what, what's throwing people out is it just because he's wearing pink and purple like, i don't know but i've been keeping note and at no point so far have they ever used any kind of uh pronoun with bead I mean, they, I his own card says him and he and I, his. Right. And I, and I, I didn't know that because I didn't look at their card, but I didn't look at his card. But I, I up until that point, I had been keeping note 
after our first conversation about it because I wasn't sure, so I just wrote they in my notes. But also after that Pokemon. point, I was watching that- for. I was watching for any indication, and they did, didn't give any indication in like dialogue. But there's probably at one point Hop references Bead, but I think he just says Bead. I think they just use each other's names because that makes sense in a video game where key characters matter. So instead yeah. of saying like or he they did say this or that, th- that child or <laughs> my you know so and so, like they don't ever really pronoun. But uh, apparently Saint Bead was an English monk and scholar. There you go. Sorry, did I say that's probably wrong about I said philosopher then? Uh, Are we all you know, philosophers? I, I'm, <laughs> We're all. <laughs> I'm not versed enough in philosophy and uh, scholarly uh, pursuits to de- determine the difference between the two. And you, you can be both. True. I can't wait for this to become when when people find this podcast a hundred years in the future and they go Saint SBJ philosophing about. Philosophy <laughs> about cred the the deep lore of Cramorant. <laughs> did you did you, <laughs> did you saint yourself? I'm pretty sure you just sainted yourself. <laughs> Moving on. There's you can't a even, there's a desert that's area. Like canon, it's canon. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> uh, moving on, there's a there's a desert area, uh, which in a lot of Pokemon games, desert areas are, are real awful and bad. I would argue that a lot of people didn't even realize there was a desert area in Sun and Moon because <laughs> they don't make you ever go to it. What? No, you totally have to towards the end. Um, isn't that where you? Wait, what's the? Oh, where you go through the light cave? You yeah. go there to get Tapu Bulu. Yeah, but you don't have to get Tapu Bulu. No, you have to no, go through you have it to, to go get through to the, the altar. Yeah, to go up the st- all the stairs. No, no, I'm talking about the desert area in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon that is south of the power plant, north of where the trailer park is. Oh. What? See, see exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do remember that now. This desert area, very pleasant. Uh, good. And good Pokemon on it. This is where you find Maractus and you find Trapinch. Interesting. And, uh, you find a couple new Pokemon, such as Galarian Yamask. You do. Do you have any thoughts on Galarian Ma- Yamask, Irene? When I ran into it, I was like, that is not the correct mask. Um, and then I spent a while trying to figure out what type it was. And by a while, I mean like a few moments. But I liked it. I caught it pretty quickly. I was trying to avoid Maractus for some reason i don't really know why um i still don't i don't think i caught one <laughs> but yeah i i caught the yam mask pretty pretty quickly after being like i like this mask more than i like the original one because that matters this was another new pokemon for you right micah uh what do you mean a new pokemon well for you me? went to be like not spoiled so i don't know if you knew oh, that sure. yam mask had a galar form uh no I didn't but I did I and I I think I said to you at one point that I the I did on the Pokemon that was shown in the trailer that they left unnamed did have uh it did give me like Kofagrigus vibes oh yes uh, but I didn't that didn't really make sense to me at the time now I guess it does <laughs> maybe we should talk about that real quick uh so the yeah mask is the same uh Galarian yeah mask is is a yeah mask. Uh, so they would share ideally the same Pokedex number like um, Alolan Raichu and Raichu would. Uh, but in this case, when it 
evolves, it doesn't evolve into a Galarian Cofagrigus. It evolves into a totally new oh. Pokemon with a totally new name, which is called Runegrigus. Oh, I didn't know this. That's like Meow. Which is the one you saw in the trailer. Interesting. I didn't know it was a new... I thought it was just going to be a Galarian Cofagrigus. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Meow. I haven't Meowth. gotten to it yet, so... When Meowth evolves, it does not evolve into Persian. I was real... <laughs> Galarian <laughs> Meowth. I was real irritated. Uh, so it's it, that's cool. I, I'm very curious if maybe in the back of their head they were like, we really want to do something with Yamask, yeah, but we don't want to keep using the name Cofagrigus because we didn't think about that. Yeah. Cofagrigus uh, has a bad word in it uh, that yeah. the GTS instantly blocks. There is no GTS, so there's no worried, uh, worried about trading Cofagrigus, uh, but... Um, this is Rune Grigus, so it doesn't have that word in it. I I don't know too much about Rune Grigus, uh, ability wise or stat wise or what the difference is compared to Cofagrigus. But Cofagrigus back in the day was very popular in um, black and white VGC and stuff because of its ability Mummy shutting down other abilities. That was exciting. We also for the first time meet the fossil person on this route. Yeah, and- uh, her her name is Kara Kara Liss. Kara Liss. Yes, I noted this because the way that she talks, I I was like, that's a weird name. And the way that she talks makes it sound like that she doesn't really care about anything. And careless kind of sounds like careless. Uh... Someone's writing dad jokes over at <laughs> Game Freak. <laughs> they got real into the Chairman Rose dad bod and just went <laughs> full ham with it. Meanwhile, in Alola, how would you know that? Stop. Oh, right. wow. <laughs> um, so I guess we're going to talk about how the fossils work here. Um, Micah thinks, well, I, I know how they work, but I'm very curious of what you think, Micah. Sure. So she has a machine next to her and she says that uh, fossils in Galar are split into top halves and bottom halves and you can restore them in different combinations. Uh, I haven't restored anything so i don't know yet how it works specifically but i'm assuming that if you use i have two types of fossils right now i have i think a dinosaur fossil and a bird fossil Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming that uh i have two of each and i'm assuming that if i did uh put a dinosaur fossil in the top half and a bird fossil in the bottom half that'll make one pokemon and if i flip those it'll make a completely different pokemon uh that is correct okay <laughs> pretty straightforward then i like that idea that's a really neat way to mix up the fossil restoration yes. game because it i was fully expecting just oh cool i can bring whatever fossil it is here and restore it and i'm done um so this she, is she also oh go ahead quickly she also said that you can get them from uh you can get more fossils so it's not like you pick your one fossil for the game, she said there are other ways to to get them. Like, um, uh, I can't remember. I, you can get them in the, wild, in the wild area. Yep. I don't know if she met. She said specifically raids or just in the wild area. Uh, I don't know if you can get them in raids. I at least I haven't, but I know for, I I have found some in the wild area. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is a little bit weird because uh, if I won't spoil uh. It's hard to talk about this without spoiling it. I guess, like, if talking about it doesn't spoil it, because look, these are the probably the dumbest looking Pokemon you've ever seen. So well, now I absolutely can't wait. So seeing them will be a delight. 
The problem is that there are two different top halves and two different bottom halves, but the other halves actually don't exist anymore. So you're never restoring an actual real Pokemon that existed. (laughs) You're restoring a bunch of you're restoring a bunch of Pokemon that technically exist, but you'd never have their other halves. Uh, So they look like these abominations. This sounds awesome. So the the half that I'm assuming missing is the the rock half. So every single fossil Pokemon is a rock Pokemon. It's very easy to remember if you run into a Cradidly or a, a Armadillomon or a Kabutops or an Omastar. Uh, uh, and none of these fossil Pokemons are rock because I believe if that the rock side of them are missing. So you end up with uh, Draco Zolt, which is an electric dragon, Acro Zolt, which is an electric ice. As you can tell, the Zolt is the electric part, mm-hmm. which will stay the same for both those Pokemon. And then you end up with a Draco Vish, which is a water dragon, and an Actro Vish, which is a water ice. So Vish is the water part of what should have been an ancient rock fish, but you only get its butt. And <laughs> Zolt is part of the electric rock dinosaur thing that should have been the dinosaur, but those pieces don't exist anymore so you get these abominations so what happens then if you can you can you put like two of the same type in the top and bottom so like if you have a if you have two dinosaur fossils can you put a dinosaur fossil in the top and a dinosaur fossil in the bottom uh no okay the bottom is always going to be either uh like vish or zolt and then the top so the Two of the bo- so the two bottoms are two Pokemon and the two top are two different Pokemon. So you mix and match them four. There are four Pokemon total, but there's wait there are <laughs> there are four Pokemon total. There should be four brand new rock Pokemon, but you only have one piece of all four of those Pokemon. Never two pieces of those four Pokemon. So all of the rock pieces are missing. So ideally, we should have an electric rock, an ice rock, a dragon rock, and a water rock. But take away all the rocks, and you get electric dragon, electric ice, water dragon, water ice. Out of those four original Pokemon, it's like, well, I don't remember exactly which ones. So that means that they're only the bottoms of the water and the dragon part, and the tops are supposed to be rock. No, the tops are... Well, well, yes, the tops are supposed to be rock, yes. Okay. And then for the other ones, the bottoms are supposed to be rock, so there should be also a, like, a bird. Oh, I was going to say, so then there should be birds that are missing, and there should be dragons that are missing? Yeah, yes. So there's a... Complete versions of those? Well, I don't know what a drake is, but there's a drake Pokemon... Like a baby dragon, basically. A drake Pokemon, a dino Pokemon, a bird Pokemon, and a fish Pokemon. He's never good at permutations, so this is this just awful. Sounds awesome. <laughs> so sounds amazing. Either, have you ever heard of have either of you ever heard of the game Exquisite Corpse? No. No. This is a like an art game. We used to play this in college where you would fold up paper into like three segments. Oh, I and have heard, each I've person never heard it say like that, but I've played this game. Yeah, each person would draw like a t- like a head and then a torso and then legs. So like I would draw the head and then I would pass it to Steve and hide the head and then Steve would draw the torso and then hide the torso and pass it to Irene and Irene would draw the legs and then at the end we would all unfold it and see what kind of disaster we made. 
this sounds like that. <laughs> this sounds like <laughs> exquisite corpse Pokemon fossils, and I absolutely love this concept. So it's it's both frustrating and great because it's frustrating because this is a, like a new mechanic that makes the fossil things pretty interesting, and they give us technically four new fossil Pokemon, except none of them are rock because the rocks are missing. So either this will always be the way, and we get this cool thing to play with, and we get four really goofy Pokemon, which whether or not you like them, that's that's on you. Every you know, some people really like Pineco, and things just a Pinecone, but. Uh, these are really goofy-looking things. I'm curious if if there is a future Pokemon game, like a Gen 8 game, or if there's like an Ultra Sword, Ultra Shield, or a Xenenium Sword and Xenenium Shield, if the the Rock halves will suddenly appear to like make what should have been the Re- real Pokemon. Reverse Erosion. Uh, but, but, oh, never mind. If they Duosion? don't do anything with it. I guess that's fine, but it, there's definitely a framework where I, I don't know. I don't know what the I, I'm more curious of what the thought process like. Did they make four fossil Pokemon and they were like, let's just break them up, or did they want a mis- mismatch? Or well, cause, I think it's an interesting idea because that's kind of how fossils are in real life. Like we have a rough idea based on what we get that it's it looked like this thing, but we don't know for sure if that's the case, right? So, like, for the longest time, we had dinosaur fossils, and everyone was like, oh, they got scales and they whatever, and now just recently they were like, oops, they have feathers. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of plays on that idea that, like, you there can be mistakes in archaeology and maybe what what it used to actually be we'll never see but we get like a rough idea of it. This brings us into the next town, which I can't remember what it's Stow inside. Stow onside. I hate this town name a lot. It's like it's kind of, it's like an English name. There's a couple things to do in this town, but let's 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 just get to the the gym battle here. Now, depending on whether you play sword or whether you play shield, you all have a different gym leader. Uh, my gym leader was Alistair, who is a ghost type trainer. Uh, and the lore behind Alistair is that he is the youngest gym leader ever, I think. And that he hates to perform and he's very shy. And that came across uh, very clearly because he said li- little to nothing to me. He said, he's pretty much said, I'm Alistair. And then threw out his Pokeball. <laughs> uh, B was pretty much the same thing. There wasn't too much. She just said, I'm B, and threw out her Pokemon. No, she... She basically, because she was fighting, she um, just wanted to see how we trained, and she was excited to battle us from what she had heard, and also um, just wanted to experience how we were developing as trainers, um, and how hopefully her training would impact oh yeah like impact impact huh because she's fighting. fighting yeah got it it was very uh Judo-y. interchangeable i, I guess don't know. i felt i felt like <laughs> i was gonna like i was supposed to act like actually fight her which yeah. i mean obviously is the gym puzzle is the same yeah uh, they just reskin it so okay. uh you would have had in the fighting gym little boxing gloves i believe mm-hmm. yeah 
that pinball you up, and then in Alistair's, their little, like, uh, it, they, they stole the hand from Ocarina of Time that steals you in the Forest Mansion. Oh. Uh, and the little hands push you up. I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. I didn't really understand what the point was of the return to the entrance. I think it's just because you can opt to leave the gym challenge and do the whole puzzle over if you need to heal. Because you can't. Gives you a way out. Yeah. I think that's the only reason those portals exist. Uh, Alistair had uh, a couple ghost Pokemon, but the notable one is he ends with a Gengar. And the Gengar has a unique Dynamax form. So uh, no, mo- no more Mega Gengar, but the Gengar turns into what looks to be a giant jump house. What? Uh, and it looks, what? Like, <laughs> it looks like you would uh, jump on his tongue into like a, like, a, like a bouncy, like you, imagine like one of those blow up bounce houses, Ugh. but imagine that is like Gengar's chin up into the ground. Ugh. Sounds uh, great. I don't. Uh. It's very cool. And I think Alistair said that his G-Max move prevented retreating. And that was like the only other time he talked where he was like, oh, you won't be able to get out. Which I guess makes sense for the the ideal of I walking into what looks to be a bounce house. A and haunted <laughs> bounce house. I'm very curious about what B had, uh, especially for her unique Gigantamax Pokemon. I one shot like everything, so I don't even <laughs> remember. <laughs> uh, so B had a Hitmontop, a Pangoro, and a Surfetched. Oh, okay. And her Gigantamax Pokemon was a Machamp. Oh, so and oh, that makes sense because Machamp and huge. and, and uh, Gengar are, are seen as two tier three. Two tier three, two stage two, two tier three, three two, two tier three raids in Pokemon uh, Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Pokemon Go, Alistair also has a Mimikyu. That was the other notable one. Okay, uh, and a C Sinity Sinity Sinisty Sinisty Mimikyu, uh, the Gengar. Gengar, and then was it just three? Uh, I thought you said something else. Oh, oh, he had a Curlsula. What the dead Corsola? What? <laughs> um. Yeah. There's a ghost Corsola in the games. It's exclusive to Shield. It's a it's a white Corsola that is a ghost type, and it's to signify that the oh, that's the, sad. The reefs are dying. That is sad. It is sad. Uh. So Gigantamax Machamp just is it's cool, but kind of just looks like a Machamp, just real big. The fin on its head. The like middle fin gets really tall, uh, like a big mohawk, and its its main arms, I guess, uh, get really big fists, and they're very fiery. It looks uh, like they have energy uh, exploding from within them. You remember what the the G Max move did? It also gets uh, pants, <laughs> as like it, full, as it full pants. I don't remember what the G Max move did. I wish that I did. Uh, I just was in awe that a Gigantamax Machamp existed. Yeah, so pretty straightforward battles. After this, we get a little more story. This is actually... Uh, I didn't see this part of the story coming. I will just touch on it real quick because it actually... The game itself touches on it real quick. Uh, there's a big explosion. Uh, I'm going to be nitpicky real quick. And it says like the words like boom or kaboom. 
but they don't actually put like an explosion sound in the game. <laughs> oh, weird. They have explosions probably in their sound files. All of X and Y was things exploding. I could have sworn there was sure. a Yeah, I definitely sound feel like my... there was a sound or like my controller vibrated or something. Like there was definitely an indication that something happened. Oh, no, just I just it. I just got a text of reading like an explosion and I got no sound. And it was really, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. But I was like, really? Maybe, maybe like, you were disoriented from coming out of the Gengar, the, the Gengar bounce, house. House, bounce house yeah, yeah. I just I, I noticed it right away because it was like oh because it was all caps and it was like kaboom and I was like but there's no kaboom sound anyways you go up the corner and you see that uh, Bede is there with a new Pokemon um, Irene has this Pokemon on her team so I'll let her explain what it is at the beginning of the game you see the little elephant the steel elephant and it evolves into a big, okay. a bigger steel <laughs> <I> elephant. <expected laughs> for somebody using this Pokemon, I expected you another name. It's it's my it's my second uh, most powerful Pokemon right now. Kufant uh, is the first Pokemon. It is a steel type elephant Pokemon. Uh, to break down its name, Ku would be the elemental periodic chart for copper. Cu would be copper. Because it is a steel-type Pokemon. Sure. And then the Fant would be Elephant. Yes. <laughs> and yep. then it evolves into Copperaja. Copperaja. Uh, which is what Bede was using, which uh, we then learned that that is Chairman Rose's Copper Copperaja, and Bede is using it to destroy an ancient mural uh, that he believes there are wishing stars on the other side. You battle... And he does not use the Kaparaja. He uses his normal team. Mm-hmm. And then after the battle, Sonia and Chairman Rose show up. And Chairman Rose rips away, takes away Bede's challenger wristband. And he is banned from, expelled, kicked out of, terminated from the Champion Cup. Disqualified. No yeah, disqualified. That was the word. word. We kind of touched on how... We weren't sure if Bede was trying to just suck up to the two rows or yes. if he really was trying to um, just fulfill his wishes and goals um, like genuinely. Uh, and it really indicated to me how hysterical and desperate he was getting just because it seemed like he was like the chairman put his faith and trust in me and I need to make sure that I am doing my best, my greatest ability and capabilities to uh, make sure that I'm not letting him down. But that got sometimes desperation doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, he says something interesting when they scold him, Rose and Oleana scold him and they say like, Oh, you've lost sight of what the gym challenge is really about, and to see you destroying ancient ruins to get what you want is, you know, that's not very sportsmanlike of you, or whatever it is. And then Bede says, who cares about some ancient ruins when the next thousand years are at stake? And I'm real curious what... Yeah. I wrote that down because I was I I wrote that down and put a bunch of question marks because that seems like it's really important. Oh, 
Come on, who cares about any of that dialogue? Okay. When he, <laughs> when he was it was did he say it to Sonia or did he say it to Oleana where he said, "Did you get hit by a simple beam on the way yes. here?" I wrote. I was like, he calls oh Oleana gosh. simple. <laughs> <laughs> Such a like using Pokemon moves as insults is next level <laughs> character development. But then Rose says that he's disappointed in Bead and that Ugh. he found he found Bead when he was alone, and that Which he saw card himself in him. Uh, that Bead was an orphan. Oh, it does say that. Okay. Yes. Well, then Rose says that he took Bead in because he saw himself in Bead and wanted to give him a chance and sent him to to trainer school and that he had a lot of faith in him but he's then he says that bead has no shows no love for galler and isn't worthy of the gym challenge which is when he rips it away but this was when we we were talking in the last episode about whether or not bead like irene was saying actually looks up to or like we were talking about the the the, the overarching theme being idolization and i feel like we were kind of on the fence whether or not bead and rose had kind of like an idolization like an actual idolization storyline or relationship and i think that kind of clarifies that bead actually really does like irene said desperation but still actually really cares for rose and wants rose to get whatever he wants or he thinks whatever he thinks rose wants even if it means going to extreme means. And I I also liked that uh, we saw the story with Rose and Bede, but then how Bede had affected Hop and how Hop kind of had that same, I don't want to have my brother look weak because I lost to Bede. That's mm, not yes. fair to my brother. And right. I don't want to disappoint him by not being a good enough trainer and having people get the wrong impression of him. And so, I don't know. I thought that he had a lot of dimension uh, compared to past companion rival. Well, recently. Oh, yeah, recent ones anyway. But Tierno just wants to dance. <laughs> <laughs> How much more characters do you, character development do you need? The, the boy just wants to dance. <laughs> also, I'm not really sure if it it was immediately after this or if it was still happening prior to this because my memory was a little foggy but uh, correct me if i'm wrong but hop as a as a rival mixes up their team more than anybody that we've had previously as a rival correct yes uh i think n uh has a has quite a few different pokemon throughout your journey in black and white but I don't think as dramatic as Hop has changed up his team, and we'll we'll see that going forward, uh, where sure. he's trying different Pokemon out. The last note that I wrote on Bead was that Sonia said that uh, at one of the one of the uh, the events, an announcer announced that Bead has no family. Oh <laughs> and yeah, I was like, yeah. why would you announce that? <laughs> what a terrible thing to announce! <laughs> and here comes Bead, who has no family. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> the the mural crumbles, which reveals uh, Zamazenta and Zashian with a sword and a shield. And that does a flashback to what we saw earlier. Um, prior to the earlier thing with Sonia, 
And again, we're going to come back to that a little bit later, but that kind of progresses that she is still on her way of trying to figure out what these two legendary Pokemon are doing in this game. And then that brings us to our journey through the Mushroom Forest. Ugh. Uh, Glimwood Tangle. Glimwood Tangle, which has some Impidimps in it and some other Pokemon. Uh, for the most part, there's nothing notable in this forest besides it looks pretty, and there are some new Pokemon. Um, uh, you know, you can light up mushrooms. There's a couple of TMs hidden. There's three or four trainers, maybe. Did you notice the Impidimp would, like, hang out around the mushrooms? Yes, and they would and look shiny. encountered them. Um, and then they would look shiny, uh, because I think shiny Impidimp is whitish, uh, maybe, or at oh, least okay. one of its evolutions is whitish. And then when you go up to it, it would like flip on the light or turn off the light and then it would turn back to the pink color. I just, it just looked to me like they were glowing with <laughs> the, the mushroom and then to like kind of blend in. Oh. Cause I didn't see them the first time. And then I left to go to the, the Pokemon center and came back and I was like, Oh, look at them there. Yeah, it's a it's a cool little path. I kind of like how these these roots and and Sun and Moon did a really good job of this. I I like how these roots are kind of short and simple. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't need a super long route that is the same and repeating Pokemon over and over again with forty trainers on it just to get to the next town. Sure. The only Pokemon here that I was really interested in was Indeedy because I this was the Pokemon that you see with the name Raider in the Pokemon Center. Mm-hmm. And we had never, like, encountered it prior to this point. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's got a name now. <laughs> this brings us to, oh, how do you say this town's name? Balloon, Balloonlon? Baloney. Baloney. That's not it. Balan, Balanly? Balanlea? The fairy town. Balloon, Balloonlea or Balanlea? Balanlea? I feel like Balanlea is correct. I would argue that in... All of the Pokemon history, Valerie's Town in X and Y is easily one of the best towns ever designed. The little fairy tale town that she has. Uh, and this town blows it out of the water. It's really good. Uh, I don't know if any future town can top this town. It's very nice, very delightful, and there's nothing to do except go straight to the gym and battle Opal. I was so stoked as a theater kid. I was like, oh my gosh. So Irene sets up what Opal's gym challenge is. Um, so because I read the card earlier, I knew that it was going to be something about uh, questions or being quizzed. It's also an audition because Opal is looking for a successor uh, to the fairy gym. She essentially is like, you need to battle my trainers and they will be asking you questions and depending on what your answers are, uh, that'll impact the effects um, on your Pokemon. So if you get things wrong, like you'll get your defense and your special defense lowered or your attack higher um, and s stuff like that. How were your see? What were your questions that you got? Uh, I don't remember the first question, but the second question was, what was the trainer's name? The last trainer you battled, what was her name? Mm hmm. And then the last question was, what did I have for breakfast? Which was a trick question because they never told you what they had for breakfast. I thought, I'm pretty sure that two of the questions were trick questions. Too. The first question I think was a trick question, but I don't remember what that one was. The first question, what is, what is fairy, type weak, fairy type's weakness? And yeah. it was steel or poison was the, were the answers. Which is both. Oh. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I didn't see that question. I must have 
thumbled through it. Thumbled through it. Thumbled is uh, me messing up my thumb presses. Um, but the the second question you could get right or wrong, right? Because they it's the trainer's name, and it's like Annette, and one is A N N A T T. Annette or Annette? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I definitely know it's Annette. I don't know why I remembered that, but I got it right. Yeah. So that's it. It's just battle three, low risk questions. The more interesting thing is, did you guys see the clipboard after? Yep. yep. Um. It. I, I don't know. The whole thing just just like theater auditions. Um. So I was really excited about it. But something that I remembered is that each of the trainers that you had battled also said something like, "It really doesn't matter what if you're right or wrong. Like you just have to put." all your confidence into it and that's enough sometimes which i liked uh but the clipboard that was downstairs had her assessments leon and sonia i believe leon i think had only gotten one question correct and then she had said something about how he's very hard to read i thought that was interesting just because it's like does that mean that he's not genuine enough or does that mean that like he's super guarded? It probably means both things. But overall, she did not see Leon as fit for the gym leader of the fairy type gym. Yes. And Sonia got more questions. She got Correct. all she of got them right. Three. Yeah, she got three questions right. Um, and I think her assessment was something like she has drive, but I... I couldn't expect anything less of someone that is Magnolia's granddaughter. I think they also said that she gives up too easily. That I thought she... that's what it said about... No. Okay. She, it was something like she is almost always right, but when she's wrong, she gives up too easily, I want to say is what it was. That yeah, that sounds... And then it was like, I wouldn't expect anything. I, I She said something like, it must be super hard being Magnolia's, Mag- Magnolia's granddaughter. granddaughter. Yeah. So that was cute. I kind of, I guess, wish they forced you to read that. <laughs> but I'm sure there might be a handful of players that totally skipped it, which is a bummer because, well, maybe they don't care about the story, I guess. Or maybe they don't care about lore. Then uh, they just want to get through. Uh, her gym fight is fantastic. She is easily one of the strongest characters, I think, in all of the Pokemon history. Uh, they they really go above and beyond of you think that she is the stereotypical I'm the old lady mm-hmm. in Britain that drinks tea like Irene said earlier but mm-hmm. she has so much charm and so much personality and <laughs> the fight with her I I <laughs> if I wasn't you know streaming in front of a bunch of people I would be laughing out loud if there was no audience or I would be like saying my answers out loud because I was so into the fight with her. So I think every time she's, she starts asking you a question when you knock out her Pokemon and she has four Pokemon. So uh, I think she asked a total of three questions during her fight, uh, which would have been the three that Leon and Sonia also got. And uh, I want to say the, I can't remember the first question, but the two questions that follow, it was, what's my favorite color? And then the last question was like, how old am I? Yes. Uh, what yeah. was the first question was? Uh, do you know my nickname? Oh yes. And the questions, they're the answers are either the magic user or the wizard. And I said the magic user, which is I did too wrong. I said the wizard because I didn't know either of them, so I picked one. <laughs> okay, and you were right. And I was right. What What did she say? 
Like, she just well, said you were right. Oh. <laughs> she didn't. Nice. That was it. She didn't say anything like really exciting. I guess I don't know. She opens with uh, what was her first Pokemon? Galarian Weezing. Oh yeah, she opens with Galarian Weezing. Yeah, and then goes into Mawile, and then goes into Togekiss, which I think her also her Pokemon choices are awesome. I feel like sometimes we get to gym leaders this late in the game, and they're like, "Oh, they're using a Growlithe and a Growlithe and a Ponyta and an Arcanine," and it's like, "Oh, well, cool. I'm glad." Like, <laughs> three of these are unevolved Pokemon, and they're duplicates. Yeah, <laughs> but to see her have a Togekiss and not a Togetic was like, oh, wow, they went the extra mile with her and they gave her a final Evo and not some middle Evo and stuff. And that makes more sense, you know, on earlier gyms. Like, you could make that flaw for Milo of, like, you have a Gossifleur and you have Gossifleur's evolution. Like, okay, cool, I guess. And then you'd be like, well, Nessa should have maybe had Aracuda's evolution, but also Nessa is so early that it doesn't super make sense for maybe her to have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also she has a Goldeen, so that kind of sucks, too. I thought Opal's Pokemon lineup was great. Uh, did you guys get the color question right or wrong? I got it right. Of I got course, it I got it right. Yeah. So if you if her, <laughs> so her favorite color is purple, but she spends yeah. the entire game talking about pink. So if you get it wrong, she says pink. She says, "I love to see pink on other people, but that doesn't mean it's my favorite color." Uh, I don't, yeah. She she um when I got it right because I said purple because purple is my favorite color, and it also was like I bet you she said pink because most people would guess pink. And I'm going to guess purple because the way that she, the way um, I had read her card earlier, I was just like, it's probably, it's probably purple um, rather than pink because pink seems like the most obvious answer. But she was like, yes, uh, a deep royal purple is a good, is a great color or something like that. And I was like, girl, same. Um, (laughs) So that was fun. And then her final Pokemon is Alcremi. Supposed to be a play on alchemy, which I yep. guess now makes sense that she's a wizard and not a magic user. I don't know, but it, well, she's she's not an alchemist. That's true. Not a philosopher either. I hear or a scholar or a true. I'm correct. Uh, Alcreme does the uh, Gigantamax into the giant wedding cake. I don't know what to describe. Just a big cake. It's a big cake. Yeah, it's just um, a big cake. And uh, that question prior to Alcremi coming out was, how old am I? <laughs> Which was, I think, like 16 or 88. 88. Yep. And I was like, oh, I, there's, I, I, in society, I have learned uh, but- that you always go with the younger age. Okay. What Correct. did she say? Uh, she said, I like your answer. <laughs> That's okay. it. Okay, so did you say she was? I said eighty-eight because oh, man. also See, us, us men, we know how oh, to get on a. Okay. Oh my god. So, uh, wow. We know how to impress the ladies over here. Okay. Oh look, I'm a. What? Uh, Nessa, what? What? Nessa was what? my babe, but I think Opal took my heart. Uh, okay. Bye. <laughs> um, but I keep referencing uh the cards that I read. I don't know. I was very excited because I'm glad that I discovered uh to read all those cards and um uh opal's card said something like uh she took over her grandmother's uh, her grandmother's gym 70 years ago and so okay yeah and so i was like oh that's kind of cool also she's had this gym for a real long time um (laughs) uh so i had said 88 and she was like she said something like 
oh, you're not wrong, but you could have had a bit more tact or something like that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, sorry. So did you get defense Rude. down then, right? Yeah, okay, I did. did. Um, <laughs> and that was such a cool mechanic to the gym, too, of affecting your Pokemon, you know, without just waste, like them spending a turn on it. It just made it feel like that battle had more risks to it. And it yeah. also was like a fun mechanic. Like, yes, you're getting rewarded or punished, but... At the end of the day, who cares how hard or easy the fight is as long as you walked away. This sounds really corny, but like I walked away from that fight with such a huge smile on my face. And like I'm not going to remember whether that fight was hard or easy. I'm going to remember how much like just how great that fight was. She. okay. I don't remember if it was. I think it was after uh, it was right before uh, El Kremi came out. But she had been so cool and collected for the most part. And right before that, she uh, had basically said, oh, it's time to get serious or something. And her eyes just like popped out of her face. And I was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Like, I thought it was so funny just because I think it had indicated that she had um, underestimated underestimated us a bit um, and that she was like, oh, well. I need to get it together. Um, so I, I laughed at that. She also, at the end of the battle, throws her cane, which was pretty good. <laughs> oh, her umbrella? Oh, or her or umbrella, whatever umbrella, she's yeah. got. She throws it. She chucks it. Too so, excited. <laughs> so Had a good battle. That's it. I, I, I do want to give a, a little preview of what happens slightly after that, uh, <sighs> and we'll just... Just in case you didn't get there, I just do. There's a there's a cutscene. She asks if you want to get teleported to Hammer Point. Hammerly. Ha- Hammerly. Well, she says she says that you don't have you don't have what she's looking for. As good as the battle was, oh, you don't sorry, have what she's yes. looking for in a replacement. But she says she has an idea of where to look, and then and teleports then, you to Hammerlock. And then this is this quote is, unquote. This is you fast travel. This is yeah, you, uh, wa- you escort her. You walk with her. Right uh, and chat with the old the the uh, old lady on the way to her destination, and uh, her destination ends up with you running into Bead and her losing her mind because uh, Bead is what she's looking for in a gym replacement, and she freaks out over Bead's pink jacket with royal purple accents on it, uh, and. Uh, it's Be- pink on the outside and purple on the inside. So maybe <laughs> you get it. Yeah, I, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, you see Bead's emotion change of like, I think he, I think Irene was correct that he's looking for an adult that, Validate. I think he's looking for validation yeah. and it seems that Opal, like he sees that validation in Opal. So when Opal was like, I want you, I want you and I want you to, you know, I'm going to, really challenge you bead seemed very like oh i can definitely do your challenge like i can do it and exceed it he says he says i'll I'll exceed your challenge but he still says and when i'm done you're gonna tell me everything you know about wishing stars so there's like there is if it felt like there was growth but also it feels like they still have bead still got his eye on whatever is happening behind the scenes that we don't know about yes because opal also says you were used by specifically oleana to get wishing stars for her and then thrown away when she didn't need you anymore mm-hmm. the wishing so stars something's still happening. very corny yeah i think we'll leave it there 
Bede had such amazing cocky theater ki- like leading actor actress <laughs> uh theater kid i was like oh how did i miss this the whole time yeah just it, it was, was like that that scene is very like a slap in the face because it was it's so obvious in retrospect uh it's like a slap in the face of just like how oh of course lily and gladia gladion are brother and sister like how did i how did i go this entire game without putting two and two together <laughs> but yeah that's i think that's where we'll leave it this episode will come out on Monday, November 18th. So if you're ideally, that's where you're really listening to it. Uh, there will be no episodes Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. We will be back on Friday. So obviously you can expect probably the fifth gym. Uh, sorry, sixth gym. We did four and five today. And then there will be an episode Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then on Monday. And that should wrap up everything there are three gyms left and the Elite Four, and I would suspect because it's a Pokemon game, or not Elite Four, Champion, the Champion Bracket, I would suspect because it's a Pokemon game, there will be a catastrophe that a 10-year-old will have to solve. <laughs> that, that'll that be our episode. We will we see you, we, we will see you guys on Friday. Friday, Good Friday, Friday. Good night. Geller. Ah.